0: Jesus Christ is coming At any moment we may find ourselves in eternity In the next to the last book of the Bible We are given principles that will help us live in the last days Join Scott Pauley now as we study the book of Jude together If you had to describe our world, its condition right now, how would you describe it? (laughs) You know, honestly, to watch the news and uh, then try to explain to someone the condition we're in, uh, it's shocking, frankly, and very difficult to put into words, the spiritual condition of our world. And yet, how timeless truth is. Remember, it endures to all generations. And in the book of Jude, God gives the most vivid description of our world I've ever read. It is literally like reading our newspaper, written hundreds of years ago, uh, near the end of the New Testament scriptures being given. We find this description in the book of Jude. Now it begins in Jude verse 4, where God identifies our world as being filled with ungodly men. Remember that word. That's a key word. We're coming back to it later in our study. Ungodly. And he says in verse number 4 that they've turned the grace of our God into what he calls lasciviousness. A lasciviousness literally is unleashed sexual desire. Doesn't that sound like the world we're living in? Uh, A day where people say, look, do whatever you want to do. If it feels good, do it. Just enjoy yourself. That's the world we're living in. It is, if I may say it this way, a revival of Sodom. It is the same mentality that was found in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he alludes to Sodom and Gomorrah in Jude verse 7. But listen to this description. Beginning in verse 8, he says, Likewise also these filthy dreamers. So one thing that marks our world today, the imagination has become filthy. You'll remember that was one of the marks of Noah's world just before the flood. I think one mark that judgment is coming soon is the fact that we're living in a world where everything has become dirty. Everything has become filthy. And the imagination of man's heart is only evil continually. Then the Bible says, not only do they dream about it, they defile the flesh. So, not only are they thinking it, but remember, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And uh, now they're acting on it. Uh, They're doing filthy things everywhere. And then the Bible says they despise dominion. What does that mean? They hate authority. Uh, there is an anarchist spirit. There is this, this mentality, no one's going to tell me what to do. Sounds like our world to me. And so much so that it continues at the end of verse 8, and they speak evil of dignities. You see, when you don't have the right attitude towards authority, you don't speak right about them or to them. I'll tell you this, when you can speak very lightly of authority... It reveals more about you than it does the authority. As a matter of fact, in the next verse, which we've studied already, verse 9, the Bible says that the archangel Michael, the highest order of the angel, would not speak against Satan. He just said, the Lord rebuke thee. He continues in verse 12, or excuse me, verse 10 with this description, but these speak evil of those things which they know not. That's our world, isn't it? Speaking uh, freely and authoritatively about things they don't even know. The Bible says, but what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. In other words, we've taken even the truth we know and we've corrupted it. In Romans chapter 1, we have a parallel description of this age we're living in, an age of apostasy where people turn from revealed truth. As someone has said that the apostates are hell's evangelists. Instead of pointing people to truth and towards God and towards light, they're pulling people uh, to error and to death and to hell. Now that's, that's the corrupt world we live in. He gives this description in verse 11, Woe unto them. It's the strongest words in Scripture. When God says woe, that's bad news. Woe unto them. For they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. He uses three Bible illustrations here. What is the way of Cain? Remember, Cain was going to find his own way, his own religion, his own works, what he could produce. The exact opposite of the faith of Abel. Remember Hebrews 11 verse 4, by faith Abel. Here we have the way of Cain. Isn't that just like religion in our world today? It's all about what man can accomplish. And then he says, they ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. I just read again of the record of Balaam in the Old Testament in my personal uh, Bible reading. And Balaam was the prophet who went astray because he wanted to be paid. He wanted honor. He wanted fortune. That's our world today. In other words, it's all about money and materialism. And then the Bible says they perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Korah was the man who led a revolt against Moses, the man of God, and the earth swallowed he and his family up because he rebelled against God-ordained authority. I'm telling you, this is our world. Then he says in verse 12, These are spots in your feast of charity. Imagine a beautiful table spread and and all uh, all of the fixings are out and then some ugly blot, some terrible blemish, some filthy thing on the table. He said that's basically what you have. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. One mark of our world is there's no fear of God before their eyes. Clouds they are without water. What's a cloud without water? It's a lot of show and no substance. Uh, There's there's something to look at, but there's nothing of value there. Then the Bible says, carried about of winds. Uh, That's strangely reminiscent of the Bible talking about those who are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Whatever wind blows through this week, that's what we're following. Carried about of winds. Trees whose fruit withereth. There's no fruit there. matter of fact, he goes on to say, without fruit. Any good thing shrivels up and no good thing is produced. Why? Because they're not rooted in the right thing. Twice dead, plucked up by the roots. It's not a fruit problem, it's a root problem. We love to fuss at the fruits of sin in our world. What's the root problem? The root problem is they do not know God. Then he says in verse 13, Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Listen to their noise. Listen to them spew. And what are they spewing out without even realizing it? Their own shame. They're condemning themselves, the blasphemy of their mouth, speaking against God. And then the Bible says, Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever? A shooting star, a wandering star, aimless, no direction, no fixed place. Where does it end? The Bible says, in the blackness of darkness forever. A star is something that is just a little reflection of light in the sky, but watch this little reflection of light going into darkness. What a vivid word picture God gives us here. they're, They're bright and shining now, but friend, they're headed to hell because they're moving away from God. Now, why does God give us this description in the book of Jude? I tell you, He gives us this description so that we will have discernment. And I wanted to take the time today to simply walk you through it line by line, word by word. There's so much more in the passage. I hope you'll read it, meditate on it for yourself because this is how God describes our world. And in a world of such darkness and destruction and sin, this is the day and age, this is the hour where God's people must stand up and be counted, must speak out for the truth, must contend for the faith. We'll pick up here next time in our study But I simply want to say to you today, in an ungodly world, this is a time for some godly people. In an ungodly age, we need families and churches filled with godly believers who know that God's way is the only way is the right way. May the Lord help you to be a godly person today in an ungodly world. On the edge of eternity, what matters most is knowing Christ and living for Him. For more information and additional Bible studies, visit us online at scottpauly.org. Thank you for enjoying the journey with us as we travel through the Word of God.